Welcome to the Books We Loved podcast through the Troy Public Library. Today, we don't have any guests. It's just us, and we're going to recommend books to people who have written in to us because they need a librarian to swoop in like a superhero and help them do what we do what best. Yes. <laughs> Can I just say something real quick? So the other day, I was at an event because that's what I do for this job a lot. Mm-hmm. We have bo- we're just booths, 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 booths out in the community mm-hmm. everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put that to its own beat. And we have a little bit of a trivia wheel that people can spin, and sometimes real littles want to spin the trivia wheel, and I have to make up a question for them that's very easy because they're very small. Mm-hmm. And there's this adorable little boy, and I said, what comes out into the sky at night? And he looked up at me, and he goes, Superman? I was like, <laughs> you get extra stickers for the creativity oh, of that answer. I love it. <laughs> I love the sweet innocence and the fact that he's like thinking about it. Yeah. That's the answer that came into his head. And a great creative answer. I think all trivia answers should be judged on creativity from now on instead of accuracy. You know, Olivia, you could have really crushed him and been like, actually, that's Batman. But, you know. A for effort. But we don't do that. We don't crush little hearts here. We build them up. <laughs> we build them up with extra stickers. Sometimes I do feel like I'm crushing them. When I ask them a question, I'm like, have you read Paw Patrol? Or have you watched Paw Patrol? No. Do you know Peppa Pig? No. Do you, and I'm just asking That's them, when you just ask them, what is your favorite book? Yeah. And then that's the right answer. Open-ended. Yeah. Well, I thought I had it in the back. I said, what color is Rainbow Fish's scales? And then if they said any color at all, I would be like, yes, exactly. And it ended up just being a trick question. They didn't like it. Yeah. Let's move Rainbow on. Fish. So, people, thanks for writing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have recommendations for you. So we have two today. Amanda, would you like to start? I would. So I'm going to read off the person's um, written in request and then kind of throw out my answer. So the first one says, I like reading motivational books along with self-improvement books similar to Guy. I enjoy reading psychological books too since I have a master's in clinical psychology. Ooh, la-di-da. That's impressive. So my friend who likes Aikigai, I had to actually look up how to pronounce that. And I wrote it phonetically because I'm, I'm a butcher of words that are not English. Mm. So Aikigai loosely translates into something like purpose or direction in life or the reason for being. So that's what our friend was looking for, some kind of nice deep reads, right, with yeah. some meat to them. So I came up for, with two recommendations for this request. The first is called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, A Fable About Fulfilling Your Dreams and Reaching Your Destiny by Robin Sharma. And uh, the story that um, takes place in the book is um, the main character, Julian, is an attorney and kind of going through a bit of a spiritual crisis and asking a lot of questions about life, what it actually means, are we in the right place, kind of spiritually, and um, starts doing some soul searching and decides to go on an odyssey or a quest of sorts, uh, which enables him to uh, get a better understanding of what his passion, purpose, and um, sense of peace is in 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 this in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I thought that sounded very interesting, and I That's thought that one. would um, be something very similar to a book about Aikigai. 
The second book is a nonfiction book by James Clear. I know it was very popular when it came out, so hopefully our reader hasn't already read this one. It's called Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Did you read that book? I love this book. I enjoy nonfiction like this with mm-hmm. like some fun, um, fun learning opportunities. So the title pretty much sums up what the book is about. Um, one thing I'll say from having... Um, read this myself when it first came out is I really appreciated the stories that the author shares in the book. Yeah. So it's not just, uh, one, one, one person's voice that he shares stories, not just his own, but other people's experiences, which I really appreciate. I personally always love hearing about how other people overcome struggles. So I think that's why I like biographies as much as I do. I like to see how people sort of suss out a problem and either confront it and, overcome it and move on or creep away from it back into the shadows. <laughs> so those are my two recommendations for my friend who likes self-improvement books similar to Aikigai and um, with a master's in clinical psychology. Very cool. That's a great one. I love Atomic Habits. I think about, I read it, I think I listened to it a few years ago. When did it come out? 2021? Uh, it feels like, yeah, a, year, a couple of years ago. A couple ago years now. ago, 17? You want me to look it up? No. It came out, yeah, a few years ago, and I listened to it, and (laughs) I, and then you look it up. Uh, I still use some of the advice Mm -hmm. that he talks about in there. I think it's really doable, uh, really reasonable. It's not like one of those, like, overhaul your life, throw out all your stuff and only have white shirts, kind of, like. Wait, I shouldn't have done that. That's great (laughs) advice. Throw out all of your stuff except for your white shirts. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very devious laugh. Good Lord. Okay. That's my natural laugh. This came out in, let me see what the pub date is. This came out in 2018. Dang. So it is one of those books that has just, it just came out, Mm -hmm. maybe took a second, popped off, and then has just been steadily popular ever Mm -hmm. since. I don't think we can even keep copies on the shelves still so Mm -hmm. it's a lasting title shout out to 2018 pre-covid days gosh you remember what that was like no me either no Uh, i will say there's a great podcast episode between james clear and Brene brown it's a two-parter that Mm -hmm. came out a while ago it's a great companion piece if you even if you just want to like get a little taste of what the book is like is it on Brene Brown's podcast? Yeah. Do you remember what the name of her podcast is? Unlocking Us, I think. That but then right. she also has a like a leadership one. It could be either one of those. But if okay. you just look you up, you just Brene Google Brown, it just and find it. Google. Come on, we use can't the do Google for you. Jeez, guys, use the Google. Just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to swap swap or do you want to do? Yeah, go ahead and swap swap. You do the second one, and then uh, I'll do my. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so my second, my second. Mm-hmm. No, my first mm-hmm. one. Our second in the episode. See what I did there? A little teamwork. Our second in the episode, <laughs> but my first one, geez, um, is from a person who writes, I love high fantasy. Being able to imagine new worlds and magics is right at my alley. Surprisingly, I hate the wheel of time. I don't see how that bunch could save the world when all they ever did was bicker at each other. <laughs> Despite <laughs> that, I do love Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere. I'm hoping for a light read with a bit of romance. Thanks. Mm. So this is a great request. I love one that's a little funny, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not a high fantasy reader. So I went to my sister, Sarah, who is, and she gave me some suggestions. She said, first of all, The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful book. I've seen that cover floating around, and it has made me like, hmm. 
Mm, My friend loved it. It's a, people are just loving it. It's Mm -hmm. a really long book. Um, it's, my sister said it's very immersive. It has a rich history and culture. It's about a queen who's trying to protect her realm. Uh, she, her house has ruled the realm for a thousand years, but it's in danger of sort of crumbling if she doesn't conceive a daughter, which I thought was sort of a fresh idea. Mm -hmm. There are secret societies, forbidden magic, a big love story, mm-hmm. dragon riders, and an ancient magic threatening to awake. So wow. That's like layers. It's lots of layers. Yeah. It's in this, this reader wanted something that had, that was very immersive. And I think this is mm-hmm. the perfect one for that. So that's the Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Just heard great things. And then... The second book she suggested was City of Brass by S.A. Chakraborty. Mm. Have you read this? I have not, but I'm very familiar with it. I have a friend that's a huge fantasy reader, and she would get super excited about certain books and tell me, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, fantasy's not my my cup of tea necessarily, uh-huh. but she also, that was also on one of her lists that she enjoyed. So really nice job from your sister. She's a, yeah, she, this, I'm wondering if this person and my sister like a lot of the same books. Wouldn't because it be weird if this was your sister it and would she's be writing her own recommendations? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the City of Brass is about a trickster woman who lives in 18th century Cairo mm. and she is out on the streets hustling. She is... Uh, reading palms and conducting quote magical healings even though she doesn't really even believe in magic she's just kind of like a trickster a huckster a swindler she's just making ends meet out on the streets and one day she summons a jinn which is a magical being from arabian Mm -hmm. mythology Um, you can kind of picture like a genie it's sort of the same idea Um, and the gin is proof that magic is real. So she's like, oh, wait, all of this stuff I've been like tricking people about is real after all. The gin sweeps her into this magical adventure and this whole new magical world is opened up to her and there's mm-hmm. a lot of world building in this. So if you really want to get immersed in a world, learn all of the systems and the rules and um, kind of discover a new world along with the, the protagonist of the story, that City of Brass. That sounds super fun. I love that. Um, One thing I I enjoy about fantasy, I don't, I'm not a super huge fan, but I enjoy some things like Lord of the Rings is probably my, that and Harry Potter are my two fantasy dips. And it's like, I love when someone can build a world that's so immersive that you are so sucked into it. And it's gives you so many opportunities to see yourself in so many different characters. And I love books that feel so super epic and that yeah. go on forever. Um, can I just mention something that, that this request made me think of? Did you read um, the teen series, Children of Blood and Bone? It's no. going to be a trilogy, and they're working on the movies right now. The first two books are out. I don't know that the third one has come out yet. If it has, I missed it. But for someone that likes fantasy with um, magic and um, different layers, I highly recommend Children of Blood and Bone. The first book was phenomenal. Like mm. I could not stop listening to it. It was the one book I recommended to everybody that year, and I probably got six or ten of my coworkers to read it, and then we all discussed it. So I highly nice. recommend that one too. I'm going to tell my sister. Thank you. She hasn't read that one already. Should I delve into my second? Let's get into it. Okay. My second one is, I've really been into literary fiction lately. The last book in that genre I really enjoyed was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. 
I also like sci-fi, like the books by Hank Green. I do not like books that are straight up romance. Same friend. We, we are the same on that, um, Avenue. Anything that is considered multi-genres are my favorite though, like Outlander or the Firekeeper's Daughter. Thank you. So let me first ask you, reader, with the request, um, did you know that the sequel to Firekeeper's Daughter just came out? It is called Warrior Girl Unearthed. Uh, It is out now. You can place it on hold with your library card. We have a few copies. Um, I placed it on hold, I think, last week, and I got a copy pretty quickly, so someone must have just returned it. Um, So I actually have it checked out, and I'm going to read it over vacation this summer, and I'm super excited to start it. My coworker, Eliza, in the youth department is finishing it now. According to her, it is as good as Firekeeper's Daughter, if not better. She said the author seems to have been able to hone her writing style in a way that she she digs into the story um, with a better clip at the beginning, less drag. So I thought that was really cool. So I guess my first recommendation would be read the sequel to Firekeeper's Daughter, Warrior Girl Unearthed. Do you know anything? Do you mind giving like a quick one sentence with the Firekeeper? Oh, I'm going to have to use one from Amazon. I don't know that I can block it to. Oh, don't worry about it then. No, no. Give me a hot second. All right. Girl, for you, I'll do it. The cool thing about Warrior Girl Unearthed, too, is it's same families that were in the first book. So revisit, but from a different perspective. So a quick summary about Firekeeper's Daughter from socialjusticebooks.org. They have a great quick one. 18-year-old Donis Fontaine has never quite fit in both in her hometown and on the nearby Ojibwe reservation she dreams of a fresh start at college but when family tragedy strikes donis puts her future on hold to look after her fragile mother so firekeeper's daughter takes place in michigan Mm. um it is an own voices book which means the author is um the same as some of her characters so she is a native person Mm. um who grew up I believe she also grew up in Michigan. So it, it has a couple of different storylines. There's the girl trying to go to college, Donis. There's um, some someone in her family that's involved in a local hockey team that becomes part of the storyline. Um, there's a murder that happens in the book, Whoa. if I'm remembering correctly. And there's some other things. I don't want to say too much yeah. and, and spoil it. There's some other things, and I forget how early some of the action takes place. It. But it is... There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of like interesting storylines going on that she ties together at the end. So I will be very curious to see how the second book comes out, especially after Eliza's high praise. So, yeah. So if you haven't read it yet, um, I know this particular um, requester has, but for folks who haven't, I highly recommend it. It was probably one of my favorite books I read last year. Oh, okay. Okay, so another recommendation, because you said you like multi-genre books, is a, I believe it's a trilogy. I'm pulling back up. I'm pulling Amazon back up. Okay, so for my, um, for your multi-genre recommendation, second part of your request is Contagion by Aaron Bowman. It is the first book in a series. It was the Edgar Award nominee for Best Young Adult Mystery the year it came out. Uh, uh, it's very good for fans of Madeline Rue and Jonathan uh, Mabry. 
So a little synopsis. After receiving a distress call from a drill team on a distant planet, a skeleton crew is sent into deep space to perform a standard search and rescue mission. When they arrive, they find the planet littered with the remains of the project, including its members' dead bodies. As they try to piece together what could have been possibly decimated what could have possibly decimated an entire project, they discover that some things are best left buried and some monsters are only too ready to awaken. And that was Amazon's description. I I just yanked that. So also sounds very interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. Has some fun sci-fi, a a little different um, multi-genre stuff going on there. So that's a great one. Yeah, I hope so. I hope our recommendations, our readers like our recommendations. Yeah, I we, love, we like a little challenge, so it's we fun. We like a challenge. We do like a challenge. So those are my my two for that book. So that's I'll great. turn it over to you, to you, Olivia. I'm going to read that Firekeeper's Daughter uh, after this. Please do, so we can talk about it. Okay. Um, okay. So my next one says I read almost everything except graphic novels, and what is sometimes referred to as quote bodice rippers. Hubba hubba. <laughs> <laughs> time travel think the outlander series good mysteries stephen king spooky stories good character development those are all things that they are looking for in their next read whoa so i picked a couple of books for this person um the first is this time tomorrow by emma straub did you read that one is that the girl that's in the apartment in london no, that's the flat share. No. <laughs> that one's I don't, this title sounds super familiar. When you explain it, I might have read this one a while ago. Okay, so Emma Straub is really known for writing contemporary fiction, mm-hmm. usually about families, usually in New York City. Mm. Um, with this one, it was a bit of a departure. This is a time travel story. It is about a woman. She's sort of stuck in life. She's heading toward her 40th birthday. She's kind of working, at, you know, the same kind of job she's always been working. She's just mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit, her life's just a little flat. Um, so her 40th birthday comes and goes. And on the morning, the following morning, she wakes up and it is 1996 and it is her 16th birthday. So she is in her 16-year-old body. And what is particularly remarkable for her, I mean, other than she traveled back in time, is that in her modern day, her present day life, her 40-year-old life, her dad is very, very ill and in a coma, just mm. completely unresponsive. She can't mm-hmm. she can't connect with him at all. And then when she travels back and she's 16, there he is again at the kitchen table in his sneakers, drinking his coffee, and it's like she has the second chance to sort of ha- talk to him again. And, mm-hmm. and her father is like a beloved character in mm-hmm. her life. I think he's one of the most richly drawn characters I've read in a long time because in the book, he's a science fiction novelist. So he writes about time travel. He has like, I I still remember her description of him. He like carries a backpack around and has like beat up sneakers. And he's Mm -hmm. just this kind of like writer dad. Um, And so she has to, so it's kind of like a 13 going on 30, but the other way around moment Mm -hmm. where she's like 16 again. And so it's really this person wanted a richly drawn, good character development. There's great character development in this. There's also a little bit of a mystery, what's going on with her, and what's there's definitely time travel. And then when you're done reading it, I thought it was a great story, and then when you're done, you can read Emma Straub's essay about her father, and the character's really based on her real-life father. Interesting. Did she include that in the back of the book? I don't know if it's in the 
It, I'm sure she credits him somewhere in the book, but there's mm-hmm. an, like, I think it's a New York Times, don't quote me on that, some kind of article she wrote after the fact about her dad, who was a writer, too, and, and um, their relationship, which was really warm and sweet. So that's This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. It's going to bug me. I have to see which of her books I read, because I know I have read one. She wrote All Adults Here and Modern Lovers. I think it was All Adults Here. I really like all of her books, but I picked this one because there is that sort of sci-fi element, which you don't really see in any of her other books. So that's that. And then Mm -hmm. the next one, Mm -hmm. um, this person said they wanted a good mystery, and I'm always recommending Ruth Ware. She's a very popular mystery writer that I still don't know if everyone outside of book world knows about her. Um, But she is coming out with a new book called Zero Days. Go ahead and put yourself on the hold list now because you probably will be waiting for it. She's popular. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you heard about the plot of this one yet? I have not. So it's a Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of story where it's this married couple. I wanted to hate that movie and I enjoyed the hell out of it. So hot. (laughs) It really was. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's a really fun movie. So it's that kind of story, except it's this couple they work for a security systems company and mm-hmm. their whole job is to test the systems by trying to break into different buildings to see if they can do it mm-hmm. in their like spy way without um the security alarm going off. Jack, who's the wife and her husband, I think Gabe. Jack and her husband um go to it's sort of like a routine test that they're going to do and mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe, after a certain number of events, dies. Wow. And Jack finds, Jack is all um, immediately the suspect, mm-hmm. uh, number one suspect. So she's like a race against the time to try and figure out who really did it to clear her own Sounds name. kind of Mission Impossible-y. Yeah. Mission Impossible-y as well. Suspense, mystery, yeah. kind of exciting with a little bit of, sp- I mean, who doesn't love spy stuff? Spy stuff is so much fun. So reason James Bond's been around for 8 million years, right? He's and Mission like Impossible movies. That Tom Cruise is still making those things. I sound like I'm that, 90 that old. years old. That Tom Cruise. He's still making those things. He's still making those talky movies. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was to Nickelodeon's that were silent. I love your old lady character. Right, she doesn't come out that often. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. So that's our recommendations for this episode. We want to know what you think. So if you have great recommendations for these readers, send them in to us. We will add them to our list. Uh, We'll put a list in the show notes of all our recommended books. Mm -hmm. So shoot us an email at podcast at troypl.org with your recommendations. Or if you have requests, Mm -hmm. send them in and we'll pick some books for you right here, right now. Bye, friends. Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org slash podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading. 